So Steve, give us some clarity, like paint a picture for us. What, like the, what, what's your role going to look like? Well, it's a fancy title, baby. <laughs> I got I got more words in my title that I, I feel like a warm two piece sentences or something like that, right? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Context to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell, always here with our amazing co-host, Mr. John Jones. And we have a super special guest today joining us from Raleigh, North Carolina. The one, the only, Mr. Steve Richmond. Hola. Yep, well, Steve Richmond's in the house, baby. What's yeah, in the so, house? so we've had you before. Yes. And uh, it was good. This will be better. And, um, Ouch! Yeah. <laughs> well, we, well, we had him via Zoom, so this yeah, will be much better. That's what I mean. This will be much just... better. He's right here in the studio with us, but we've had him via Zoom before. And um, man, I would just say, like, you have been involved in the mortgage business in some way, shape, or form for probably twenty plus years. Ninety-six. Yeah. Ninety-six. Ninety-six. That's two years after I graduated from high school, by the way. When you and, when, and what was that? That, that was the best four years. He likes, you had hey, look, right? just, <laughs> hey, he, he gets living, the, he gets that one time. That's I, it. I'm living my best life right now, Steve. That's why I'm here with you. Yeah. So, um, yep, I've been in the business since '96. Started in the business with a a small local lender up in Maryland. I was an AE and an LO for them. Ended up working to do some management type things for them. I've underwritten loans, I've closed loans. That was all there and I was training LOs and I was loving the training aspect. So I went out on my own for a little while, did my own thing uh, wow. as a speaker, cause hey, I like to talk, uh, especially about <laughs> me. Uh, so, you know, so that we can do that. And then uh, a negotiations company, a guy named Ron Shapiro. I'm not sure if you're familiar with who he is, but he's a sports agent. He, he's Cal Ripken's agent. He's okay. got some okay. of the – he has more Hall of Fame baseball players than any other sports agent wow. out there. And he wrote a book called The Power of Nice, which is an excellent negotiations book. And he said, I'm looking to try and train people on how to negotiate across the country. So I went and I did that. And then 19 years ago, a friend of mine, fraternity brother – said, hey, how about getting back into the mortgage end of it? And I joined at that time, it was GE Mortgage Insurance. Yep. Then that became Genworth Mortgage Insurance. And now that's Enact Mortgage Insurance. And wonderful company, wonderful people. Um, but I made a little bit of a transition and I joined the Van Dyke team. Boom. Boom. Congratulations. Should, should, I, should I drop this? I mean, is, is, is that how we do the mic drop? I, I got the tech guy going, you know how much that costs? So, you know, I, I didn't break it. You break it, you buy it. Okay, no. So that, that, that's what I did. So yeah, I've been in the business since 96, seen a lot of changes. Uh, you know, went through the whole subprime thing, went through the bubble, went through when wow. Reg Z lending was doing all of that and licensing. We were doing it youngin', uh, you know, getting the fax paper coming in across with the credit reports falling behind the, the, the uh, filing cabinet and going, well, we never got page three, you know, what's the problem? You go back there, it's like, oh, look at all this. So, yeah, interesting thing, you know, you, you talk about 19 years with the same company, by the way, congratulations, that's pretty awesome. Right? There's a lot of people who will never be able to say that. I don't, I don't think anybody under the age of 30 today will ever be able to say that. It's, it's just a different world today. Um, during my 19 years, 
I spoke to over 300, 350,000 mortgage and real estate professionals in wow. every state in the United States of America. I've been to each and every one of them. Uh, to I can't tell you how many lenders, easily 500. And people would say to me all the time, "Why? how, how do you do that? And I said, you know what? I love the people I work with. Mm -hmm. I, I, just some really fantastic yeah. people that were over there. Because yeah. there's no way, I'm not going to travel and sit in a hotel room by myself and be miserable and not like, so when you like the people, it sort of goes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there was a change. COVID came to town. And what happens when COVID came to town? I was at home for the longest period of time with my wife since 2000. Wow. And the longest amount of time I've ever spent with my daughter, because she was born after 2000, right? Wow. And I know, we're I know we're being recorded. I was a little nervous. Yeah, changes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I've had some friends, they go, hey, you know, I, <laughs> I retired and things aren't necessarily what I thought that they were. And I'm not going to deny it. There was a little thought in my sure. brain of saying, what's going to happen? And I found out, you know what? You like these people. More than that, I love them. And, <laughs> and guess what? They I can do this. They sort of like me yeah. too, right? <laughs> I, I, that, that, my scare wasn't, am I going to like them? It's like, it was, are they going to be able to put up yeah, with you? Yeah, a whole lot of going Secretly, on they're yeah, a little yeah. relieved that you're in Tampa. And, and, oh, they're like, <laughs> you know, I, they're going, so Dad's when are you going back on, the road? Days, yeah. back on the road, right? So, but that was a point of, you don't realize when you're stuck in traffic every single day and it takes you an hour to go for yes. 12 miles. It's like, that's just normal. Going yeah. to a different- Yeah, it's your routine, your habits, yeah. Different yeah. hotel every single night of the week. It was just normal for me. Yeah. And when I didn't have that staring at me, I was like, there are other opportunities and options that are out there. Yeah. And that, that's- it drove a phone call to have the conversation with you. Yeah. So let's walk through that for just a second. So 19 years with the same company. You loved the company. You loved what you did. Were you, were you traveling the whole time, 19 years? Or it, it, yeah. did that ramp up at some no, point? No, actually, I, I've been traveling from back when I was doing the negotiations. So, okay. so that, that really, actually on my own is when I started it. So I guess that was probably about 2000, maybe 1999. Okay. I've been on the road. I'm a... I'm a Million Mahler with American Airlines. I nice. have at Hilton. I'm executive platinum for life. Um, yeah. Yeah, they like him when he walks in the door. Yeah. Oh, they called me three times during COVID to say, are you coming I'm back? Yes, when, when, when's it opening yeah. back up? Right. Yeah. So, so, so after 19 years, you're with a company you love. You love what you're doing. What was going through your mind that kind of made you decide, hey, I want to take a look at what are some other opportunities? And then probably the follow-up to that is why... The step that you made i was looking for a challenge to be able to do something different um one of the people wrote something to me that i thought was really really nice on facebook when i announced so I, on facebook i listed 19 years 13 managers yep. 50 states boom, boom, and, and laid it all out and i don't remember who it was i think it was my friend teresa howell but i'm not positive i'd have to go back and look and she said if anyone out there deserved to just coast and could have coasted a little bit, it would have been you. But you never coasted. You always brought the A game and you gave it your all. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated that. I mean, biggest mistake I ever made was when I was in college, I took pass fail classes and I still got A's in them. You know, I, it, it, that's just not who I am. Mm -hmm. And I found that doing what I was doing, I was like, 
it's time for a new challenge. I've done this for 19 years, and quite frankly, I, I had mastered it. And it was, how do I get into something that's a little bit more diverse, more collaborative, instead of just being in, this is my neck of the woods, and this is what I'm responsible for. How do I sort of a big picture of that out there? Mm-hmm. And that, that was a piece of it. And the industry's changing, don't get me wrong. And so I was like, I think this could be a really neat challenge. Which then goes to the second question. Well, why us? Yeah. And I already told you my career. I've been in places where it's had under 10 people. And I've been in places that's had thousands of people. I've been Fortune 500. And I've been, you know, small. And for me, I'm not saying for anybody else. Because all I know is me. And I'm not even a master of me. But I'm trying to learn every day about me. I'm a pretty hyper guy. Uh, you know, I, I, oh, newsflash, right? I'm a pretty hyper guy, and I'm somebody who likes to collaborate and talk. So, big time procedures, big time processes th- that that can stifle me a little yes, bit. Yes, for sure. But I also can't go somewhere where it's just a free for all. I still need that professionalism. I still need, hey, this is the goal that we're driving towards, and. What I realized was some companies, I'm never going to say this one, that one, but when you get really, really big, you can get lost in a big company. And, and Absolutely. You, the process takes over. And when it's really, really small, it's like, hey, that's a great idea, but we're too small to be able to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And to me, Van Dyke is the smallest giant ever, right? It's right there at the level of, we can be fat. We're small enough to be fast and nimble, nimble and make a quick decision and, and, and see, hey, the market's changing. Let's us change and let's do that. But at the same token, it has the people, it has the resources, it has the technology that it says we play. We're still in the big leagues. Yes. But, and we're able to do both of those. Mm-hmm. And I found for me that that's pretty much a sweet spot because that, that's where I wanted to be. I, to go too small... I wouldn't be able to accomplish what I was trying to sure. accomplish. And to go to too big, it's swallowed it, up. you get swallowed up. So this is, I'm home and I feel it. You, you all are just we're excited to be with. I'm excited. Yeah, we're, we're definitely excited. I, I think you were looking for something specific and you felt like that this company would have it. And the conversation just kind of went, you know, from there. And, and actually, I mean, happened quite quickly when you think about it. Uh, what I just say, you you guys are fast enough that you can when you see it, you make yeah. a decision. For me, the hardest thing, let's be honest, I'm not normal, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a square peg going into a square hole. It's not. I need a processor. This is what a processor mm-hmm. does. I need an underwriter. This is what an underwriter does. It's hey, this guy's an octopus, right? He, he he's he's an amoeba. He's all, got all these other strengths. So when we had our conversation, it really was not, this is what I want to bring to you. I interviewed you more, mm-hmm. in my opinion, than you interviewed me. Mm-hmm. And I said, what is it that y'all are trying to accomplish? Where are you trying to go to see if there was a fit? Because it may have been, we're trying to, we want to blow out <laughs> underwriting and we need to train underwriters and work with underwriters. And I'd say, best of luck, because yeah. that's, that's not, not my house. world. That, yep. That's not my strength. But... When you were saying, we really want to take, we're the best kept secret and we don't want to be secretive anymore, right? Yeah. Let's, let's take that and make that Van Dyke name go out there. 
that's that's where I started to get excited because I said, okay, I can see some places where we can go do that to help with the branding, to help with the strategic growth, to figure out what those next steps are. Yeah, so one of my things have always been like, I say it to our leadership team all the time, which you're a part of now is, you know, we're trying to create a mortgage company that everybody wants to work at and nobody ever wants to leave. And the important thing about that is you got to understand there's no finish line. Like we're never one day going to be like, hey, guys, we finally made it. We're that company. What that means is we're always going to be striving to improve, right, and be the company that everybody wants to be with and nobody ever wants to leave. And where we were, the conversation you and I were having in that day was, to your point, we don't want to be the best kept secret because we really do feel like we've got one of the best things going on. But how do you get that message? You know, it's not always easy to get that message out there, you know? For sure. I'm blessed in, in the fact that I had the opportunity to go to many, many companies and I worked with them all and I, I talked to them. You all have that wonderful, we're fun and we're professional at the same time, yeah. right? If you're too fun, you're going to have some problems. And if you're right. too professional, you're going to have some problems. It's that really nice mix that's sitting right there. But when you think about, we're always trying to take, what's that next step? How do we move forward? The only time you accomplish the goal and you say, okay, then then we're not setting up another goal, is if you're in this to sell a company. If you go in and you say, hey, I know what I want to do. I want to sell my company for X dollars. dollars, Then I know I got there and I retire. Have a nice day. That's not what you all are. It's constantly to try and figure out because it drives what? It drives by the customer. When yeah. I walked in, there was a sign sitting right there by the door and it says the name, the word customer, I think three times in what, in two sentences. Yeah. Our mission statement. Yep. Yeah. Sitting right there. And, and it, it's, it's what you believe. It's what I believe. And, and that it, it's, it's driving towards that <laughs> customer. And I think that that's a really powerful thing to do in today's world. So Steve, give us some clarity, like paint a picture for us. What, like the, what, what's your role going to look like? Well, it's a fancy title, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I got, I got more words in my title that I I feel like a warm two sentences or something like that. Right. (laughs) So national director of strategic growth and branding. Okay. Let's break it down. National. A lot of people say, Van Dyke, are they everywhere? I mean, we're 44 states. You want to go bigger? We could get bigger. We can get licensed. So it's already national. We're there. Director, that's senior leadership. That's saying, hey, it's not manager. Mm-hmm. I'm not responsible for people or anything like that. It, it's how can I help the senior leadership team and direct them in the ways to do what they're doing and then be able to take each of those leaders and then drill down with them to their people to help them find that success. Mm -hmm. Strategic growth. Growth for its own self makes absolutely no sense. People, I'll flip it, and I think you all do social media very well. I'm sorry, I think we do social media very (laughs) well, right? I I, I gotta get used to that. But people, when, when social media first started out, I said, hey, if you got, if you want to get a million followers on Twitter, I can do it. No, they're not going to be the right people. They're not the people that you actually want to talk to, but I'll get people to follow yep. you. It's strategic. And that, I think, is a big part of what we're trying to accomplish here. And then branding, that's the point of, here's the name. We're Van Dyke. What do we stand for? 
when people start to hear the name, oh, I saw them there, I saw them there, I, I'm familiar with them, playing more of that uh, name recognition role. Mm -hmm. Cool. Awesome. So what am I going to do to do that? I'm still going to be talking. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> we're, we're still going to do presentations external to customers yes. and things of that nature and to real estate agents. Going to be working with a lot of associations. I hope to work with the associations. So associations, if any of you are listening, please feel free to contact me. But I've talked to at least through half of the state associations in my career, and I'm more than happy to try and continue to roll that out want to talk a little bit to national associations, things of that nature. Work with some people that I know. I don't want to drop any names right now, but I have a lot of contacts throughout the industry of how do we have partnerships that may not have been in your wheelhouse in the past to find some new places for us to get yeah. introduced yep. to some different people to do that. And then working with the social media and the blogging and podcasts and stuff like that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, you know, in the, in the past and when you're doing these road shows, the presentations, like what are your topics? What do you like to talk about in front of a group of realtors? And then how does it change with a group of loan offices or are they similar, um, both presentations? It, they are similar, but they're not identical. I'm a, I've always had the mindset of I'm product placement. So what do I mean by product placement? It's when you have that one person who's holding up the Diet Coke and saying, hi, right? This, so this is me. It's the product placement. It's, I, are you a motivational speaker? I've gotten that my entire career. I'm like, absolutely not. I'm a practical speaker. And if I can help you practically grow your business and that's what motivates you, then yes, I'm a motivational speaker. But I'm not somebody who says, oh, I went across the ocean in a one-man kayak and, you know, Good for you. Okay. Yeah. I want to be practical. I don't, want, I don't want to talk about kayaking. I want to talk about how you can grow your business. You did recently have a hole in one though. Congratulations. Yeah, I, I am happy about that. That, that was fun. Well, he's but, golfing um, three days a week. Uh, <laughs> got the golfer's tan. So, but that, so it's a practical speaker. And what we're seeing with the changes, that's how I always have new things to talk about because yes. the industry is so, it's moving at breakneck speed. Mm -hmm. And I try to keep in touch with what's going on with the industry. So it's, is it technology? Yes. yes. Is it the government? Yes. Is it consumer trends? Yes. Is it recruiting? Yes. Is it COVID? Yes. And what are the changes that are resulting from all of those? So I can bring that to whichever audience that we have sitting right there. So Steve, you just, you know, you mentioned a number of contacts in the industry, you, you know, um, your experiences with different associations and what have you. I, and just out of curiosity, like how much power do some of these associations actually have? More today than yesterday. Okay. Um, but less than forever ago. So when I look at the, the development from associations is when they started, they were a big thing because people were like, oh my gosh, let me talk to people from other companies. I'm going to see how they're doing it. Mm -hmm. And then when technology started to catch up, it was like, oh my God, everybody's, everybody's doing a webinar. Every, oh, there's a new change. Sure. I, got, I got 18, come see us free, da 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 da, -da. Mm -hmm. And the association started to drift back. And some of them were really hurting. I mean, I, I, I went to many state ones that we were having dwindling participation. Now with what's happening, people want to have that 
touch again. They want to be face-to-face. They know how their company's doing it. It's not always just learning about something that's new. It's it's that affirmation or reaffirmation that you're doing. The it reminder. Yeah. And you're doing it right, yeah. and yeah. you're getting reminded. So there's wonderful connections that are out there. I, I think, weirdly enough, pleasantly, Competition has become very friendly competition in our industry as opposed to cutthroat competition. And when I say our industry, I mean that for both mortgage insurance and for the mortgage industry. At the end of the day, it's just trying to get people alone, right? right. Yeah. How, to, how can I help you get a home and stay in that? That's what I'm trying to do, right? So it happens all the time where somebody says, hey, sorry, I can't help you, but I know so-and-so over there can. or. I'm watching it a much friendlier competition than cutthroat. Um, the other thing where I think the associations are just critical, and if you join your pack, join your pack um, political action committee, because the changes that are going through in Washington, D.C. Are, are dramatic, and you need people to be supporting what your belief is, what your cause is, what you think is truly important that's out there. And that's how you can get your voice heard. They, they do listen up yeah. there in mass. If, if the one person who writes a letter by themselves, I'm not sure how effective that is. But when you're moving with an entire industry like this, it can yeah. have a great what impact. What kind of changes do you see when you, when you allude to that? Do you see anything coming up in real estate as far as changes in Washington? Yes, but I, I, I'll change that word in Washington for you for a second. First off, there's tons of state changes that are going on. Okay. And they, they always say, a friend of mine told me this, he says, rookies watch the people in Congress. Professionals watch the regulators. So you, you have them always fighting in Congress. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I like you. I don't like you. And then fighting, fighting, fighting. Okay, well, well, you guys are fighting. I'm the regulator, and I'm going to write a rule, and I'm going to implement the rule. So if you really want to see what's going on, I go right into where the regulators are going. I do say one thing that is very good is, and I don't care if you're Democrat, I don't care if you're Republican, it's absolutely irrelevant to me. They still believe what they're doing is the right thing, and it's going to help the industry. Mm -hmm. And we're going through, we have all these... um, forbearances that are going to get claimed and they're going to come due very soon. We have a lot of stuff. Unemployment, when's that going to start to catch up? When do those unemployment, the stimulus checks stop coming? So you have all of that. And at least this time versus the 2008, 2009, where it was just like, whoa, what just happened? Right. And and there's a lot of playing catch up. You have a lot of people that are trying to get out in front of this Mm -hmm. government and political wise to try and come up with a good solution for it. The word that I keep hearing about, and and I guess it's multiple words, but it's under the same umbrella, is diversity, racial inequity, uh, disparate impact, inequality. So I think the greatest push out there right now is not over, hey, do you think that we should change the QM rule and are we going to have it at a 45 to have that? that's they're talking about that and that, that's going to be on the regulation because that's something that's and it's, it's yeah. been done yep. but where they're really trying to figure out and i hear this on and on is how do we make get rid of the discrimination how do we make greater equality because when i look at it statistically speaking and forgive me if i'm wrong but my brain wants to say that in 
the in 20, 2020, I believe it was 82 or 83 percent. I forget what the number is of first time home buyers were white Caucasian home buyers. Okay, and that number, if you look back, to, I think 20, 2000, it was one percent higher, 84 percent. Right. Yeah. But where you see a big difference is when you look at the first time home buyer, only 74 percent were are white Caucasian. Okay. So that's where you're seeing the actual growth opportunities is in those markets that have not been served as well in the past, underserved markets. So I'm watching for the the new rules to really come about the inequality and the people that are doing that stuff wrong, that's where they're going to ding you. Yeah. I tell you what, I I would love to dig into that further. John, John and I just got back from a conference with NBA. the NBA here in Florida, and we we uh, watched a panel or, or we sat through a panel um, specifically on the diversity that you're talking about. And it's much bigger and much more interesting than I think you would normally think by hearing just the word diversity, because they're looking at it from all aspects, not just home buyers, but even professionals in our industry. And how are we bringing them into the industry and what it will do for our industry down the road? Um, just really, I mean, we made some good content. We were so interested in it that we went and, and met with some of the panelists that were there because we want to dig a little bit deeper into what role we could play or how we could help with that. And I think there's a marriage there um, you know, that, that we could do down the road and, and put together some events and things like that. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. When I, prior to now joining you all, and not speaking about anyone specifically, but one of my things that I would say is, pull out a mirror. Do you -hmm. look like everybody else who's sitting in this room? Mm -hmm. So I'm not just saying when it comes to race, I'm not saying when it just comes to gender, as we're three white guys sitting here having this conversation about this, but I am also talking about age. Yeah. And as an industry, we are in trouble because- Mid 50s. We're, we're, I mean, and we're not bringing in, we're not taking the time to bring in, recruit young talent that, you know, in the next five years, we could be in trouble if we don't do that. Yes. And as we learn now, like mm-hmm. not two weeks from now, but starting today going forward. And that's all departments, whether it's operations and or sales. Yeah. My son graduated with a finance degree. He's now 25 years old. He lost his job during COVID. Dad, I need to get a job. Amen. Hallelujah. The mortgage industry did well during the time of yes, COVID. Yes, okay, yeah. I'm not, you know. And I said, well, would you want to be a loan officer? He goes, no. I said, do you know what a loan officer does? He no. goes, no. <laughs> I'm like, then how do you know? It doesn't right? sound you know, sexy, it, Steve. It, it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, 40 pounds lighter. Right? But when you say that, does, does it sound sexy or not? The first thing we need to do is change the job description. You go on LinkedIn right now mm-hmm. and go read somebody who has a posting for a loan officer. It says, wanted somebody with 20 years experience who's good at Excel and understands this loan program. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. What it doesn't say is good communication skills. People skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good people. Problem solve. Do you like to do puzzles? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it. Yeah. It really if is, you yeah. told You've me. You've got to be able to put a deal together. That, it's I a mean, puzzle. That's, we, we, we talked about that just a week ago. Yeah. There's only, you know, in our industry, just, uh, you know, 10, 20 percent, maybe. Are you know, absolute our, geniuses. They can it. put yeah. a deal together. Yeah. And you, you know, and that that's what separates them from some somebody that's just average and may deny a loan or not understand what the best 
product or program is. Do you like technology? Do you keep up with technology? Do you like to problem solve? Do you like to communicate? By the way, are you comfortable working from home? Do you not want to work from home? Are you comfortable? Our job description of what a loan officer, because a loan officer is not today what a loan officer was in 1985. It's not a fair comparison. It's a different job. And I I think at the end of the day, one of the things that I love about this business is you can take pretty much any approach that you want to, so long as you're willing to work hard, right? At the, at the end of the day, I don't know of any like super successful loan originators that aren't hard workers, but they're all doing it. They're all finding success different one ways. way or another or in different ways. But the one common denominator is, is are you willing to work hard? They work hard. They, yeah. they whatever the three or four activities are that generate uh, leads. That's 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 what they do, and they stick with. Every yes, day. I'll just take it to the next level. One, I've always said, this is not an industry for toe dippers. No, you can't oh, just and, dip your toe in. I mean, maybe if I do we, one loan a year, that's fine. No, yeah. you're in or you're not. Or in. Get out. But the one thing that you do need to do, I agree. Everybody has to do it their own way, but follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I, there are so. It's amazing to me the lack of follow-up that's happening in our industry right now. And they're just it's like, oh, I, it always has been. And But with technology today, there's really no, no excuse. excuse for it. Right. So when you say, are you a hard worker, follow-up is – that's not hard work. That's just typing or picking up the phone or whatever it is, right? So yeah. you got to follow up. Well, Steve, welcome to the team. We are super, super excited. Super excited. I'm happy to be good. here, my friends. Happy I truly am. All right, let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. All right, so uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Context to Contracts podcast. If you like what you see, don't forget to like and subscribe and share. On behalf of John Jones and Steve Richmond, I am Brian Lovell. We want you to know that if there's anything that you need, we're always here to serve you.